Hook and Talk. New episode of the podcast starts now. Welcome one. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Look and Talk podcast. I'm your boss man, V. Jones, and I want to wish you and everyone a happy Easter. And I hope you guys have been enjoying the Look and Talk podcast. And tonight we have a round for you. Joining me, holding it down up in New York. He is the host of the Hear Me Out podcast. It's Mr. Marco. How you doing today, brother? <laughs> I'm good, brother. How you doing? Hey, y'all. Thank y'all for checking this out. Listen, hitting, playing shit. Um, no problem, man. No problem, man. How things been going hanging in with that quarantine, man? Um, quarantine has been treating me well. Um, I've just been working on some of my exclusive projects during this time. Um, you know, business goals, connecting um, with all my extroverted friends, because I know they out there just, they're dying right now. Like... <laughs> People want to brunch. People want a day party. People want to go to happy hour and shit. But you know, just um, checking in with family and friends to making sure they okay. Um, worrying about myself and my goals, my twenty twenty goals, since the whole world is on a pause right now. So you know, just just trying to find any way to stay positive around the, these streets. So I feel you, man. I feel you. I'm staying <laughs> positive, man. So you really think your extroverted friends are losing their crap just being in the house, Bruh. I, my friends, let me tell you about my friends. They stay outdoors every day party, every brunch, every happy hour. They want to invite me. I'm like, look, we did brunch yesterday. I can't do happy hour today also. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he said, I need a like, rest. <laughs> I, I lived in D.C., so brunch and happy hour and day drinking is a thing there. So, like, yeah. They, they, my extroverted friends are going through it. So check on your people, man. Like mental yes. health is real out here in these streets. Yes, mental health is definitely real. <laughs> and you definitely have to check on your friends that are used to being out and about. Because I got a whole bunch of college buddies that they, they, some of them are tripping right now. I do agree with you there. And, you know, they, they losing their shit because they used to, they like your friends used to be out, out at brunch, mm-hmm. used to be at the happy hours, turn up. All that, man. They Everybody out here is losing their shit, man. But I need them to calm down because I feel like this is going to be over soon. VJ, let me tell you. So these niggas just need to stay in the house. Because yep. if we could stay in the house, um, we could <laughs> we could all go back outside. Like, yeah. y'all are going outside to go to the grocery store on purpose. But, like, just do a one-stop shop and go back inside. Because it's serious. Yes, it's too serious. I, I don't think people understand the severity of it. It's like some people, are, I get why they're because they're essential workers. But if you're not an essential worker, then stay your ass in the house. No, for real. Because our essential asses, I'm an essential worker. So, like, I know it's annoying for people that got to go to work and shit. But, y'all, these are the times we end and we just got to deal with it. Stay home if you can't work, and if you gotta work, just suck it up and just find some positive into it. Yes, I trust me. I'm an essential worker myself, so I've been just trying to find a positive in it. Like shit, I still got the oh, good. The good positive is it had been no traffic, so I will say that. So. Let me tell you, it takes me about probably like 12 minutes to get to work. Normally with traffic and shit, I've been getting to work in seven minutes. Like, man, sleep is important. 
<laughs> See, it's because of this I'm able to sleep in a little bit. Now, I can sleep in a little bit longer and then get, go ahead and go to work. So, I, I totally feel you. Yeah, bro. But, um, so tell me a little bit about your podcast. Hear me out. Yeah, so my podcast, y'all, it's, um, so it's the audio journal of my life. I'm sharing um, life experiences, mental health journeys, love stories, romantic roller coasters, a little bit of everything. My bad, y'all. I'm just dropping shit. Um, but um, yeah, it's just an audio journal of my life. I've watched 13 Reasons Why. And um, that's where I got the idea of actually like getting that little elbow nudge. I've always wanted to do a podcast, but after watching that, I was like, oh, I can leave my voice on this earth and people can have something to listen to when I'm gone. So, you know, it's just me just sharing my life, daily journal entries, but just audio version and just try to inspire people and reminding um, people niggas ain't shit, you know? Yes, at least you inspire people because 13 <laughs> Reasons Why was just making people feel guilty, mm -hmm. man. At least you inspiring the people. So what made you finally decide to say, I'm just going to go ahead and do this podcast? So what So what made me actually do it? So I met a friend here in New York. So I'm in New York. So a little backstory of me. I'm originally from Portland, Oregon. Um, but I moved to New Wow. Right. You wasn't expecting that. I'm originally from, shout out to 503, Portland Trailblazers, Nike, all that shit. Yes, all that is from Oregon. Um, <laughs> um, what inspired me for this podcast is I... I always felt like I always got a voice. But when I first moved to New York, um, I met my homeboy, AJ, and, like, we've hung out for, like, three, four months, and I never knew he had a podcast. Just, I was just rocking with him because he was just good-ass people. And then he just dropped it on me. I was like, what? I was like, okay, here's the, I mean, God is placing this shit in front of you. You need to start asking your questions. He gave me the resources, and I just took it upon myself to do my research and thing you know i just hit record that's <laughs> real but how, but i gotta jump back to something man how does a brother from oregon wind up all the way in new york <laughs> so um i moved from oregon back like 2000 what is it 2020 so back in like 2007 um no like 2008 i moved to dc in march um, did the whole love thing, found the love connection online. It worked out. We dated for about nine years and shit. Um, we separated our ways. But then from D.C., I moved down to um, Florida. I lived in Jacksonville for a little bit. Uh, from Jacksonville. Hey, shout out to I Duval. I know, Duval! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then from Jacksonville, I lived in Memphis for a little bit, about like six months. That didn't work out. Moved back to Jacksonville. Um, and then I was like, okay, Marco, you got to get your shit together. You just can't continue to just keep just jumping from city to city just because you want to. So I moved back to Jacksonville, got my shit together. And then I had an opportunity here in Rochester, uh, New York. Uh, shout out to The Rock. If anybody from New York listening to this, it's upstate New York. So it's not Manhattan. It's not as, you know, we safe up here with the um, coronavirus and shit. So. Um, wow. <laughs> and now I'm in Rochester. Just, That's interesting. Just doing my shit, just trying to figure out what's the next step for me. Wow. Hey, man. What was it about Jacksonville that kept bringing you back at the time? Yeah, where you want to go there to get your shit done? I love out? Florida. Like, I know a lot of people talk shit about Florida. It's a red state and this, that, and the third. And 
no. Like, Florida shows so much love. So, shout out to anybody that's from the state of Florida, especially Miami, because I know that's where all the hood people is. But shout out to y'all. <laughs> but um, Side note, the hood is in every part of Florida, not just Miami. <laughs> Got some you. in Tampa, Orlando. I know you have been on the north side of Jacksonville. Bruh, I went to the north side of Jacksonville one time. And let me tell you, it only took me one time to know that I should not be on that side of town. <laughs> he said it took him one Look, time. <laughs> I'm a nigga from Oregon. Like, Oregon, uh, we we learn once. <laughs> oh, yeah. This ain't, yeah. Nope. So, I ain't used to this type of shit. So, we running, we running right back to the south side. Hey, that's real. That's real. I, I totally feel you on that. Because I went to college with people who grew up on the north side of Jacksonville, they always told me, whenever you go Duval, you ain't missing nothing by going to the north side. Right. Ain't shit on the north side. If you trouble. go to the north side, y'all, you need to go with people that's from Jacksonville. Because I went with people that was not. It was me and, like, somebody came in and visited for me and we was looking for some extracurricular activities. And I was like, okay, well, we just got to go to the north side. We just got a chance to did not work out in their favor two hours later. <laughs> Man, I totally, I totally feel you all that. Look, any, like anytime I do go to another side of Jacksonville, it's probably with, with people that are from Jacksonville. Because like I said, I went to college, I went to FAM, and I met a whole bunch of people from Duval, a whole bunch of cool people from Duval. So I totally feel you, you on to, that. Um, you so what? Yeah, I'm a fam. You were out. One of my best friends went to uh, fam. So shout out, shout out to the Marching 100 band. You know, one of the best homecomings. Yes, March one of the best homecomings I've ever been to. You yeah. know it. You know it, dog. Man, I'm, I'm hoping this quarantine shit is over with by that time because I'm trying to make it back to homecoming. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about your podcast. What was your favorite episode so far? Um. <laughs> my favorite episode so far was um it actually had to be like the last one I did. So um I did a recording Friday night, virtual happy hour, because y'all know we stuck in the fucking house and shit. But um I ain't had a chance to check out um check up with one of my girlfriends. She's a black owned business, so check out um lovecassie.net. If y'all listen to this week's episode, y'all will get 40% off to uh, for the promo code that so y'all gotta listen. But um it was nice to just Oh hey y'all 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 better listen <laughs> to the episode, Joe. Y'all want that promo code. Look, I'm all about 40% I'm all about off. He's talking to you. That's doing whatever the fuck they want. We all we all gotta eat together, y'all. We're trying to eat at the same table, just different meals. So um, but my last one was with her. We was just doing a strong friend check-in. Um, she was checking up on me. Um, we ain't talked in about probably like seven, eight months and she's an extrovert. So I was like, look, I got this podcast. You got a business. So what's up? She was like, I'm already down. She was like, I was really just waiting for the phone call. So we connect, we talked, um, reminisce about how we fucking first met. I met her on Twitter when I lived in Oregon in 2017 and she, she actually quoted, she was, I remember you talking about a podcast back then. And now that it's actually reality, she's like, I'm so fucking proud of you. So I was like, damn, just a full fucking circle moment right there. So listen, I totally <laughs> feel that because I've had, I've had my Twitter followers 
some of them, they remember me when I was doing videos on mm-hmm. Snapchat. They were like, man, you done came full circle. You used to be doing videos on Snapchat. Now you got the whole podcast. So I totally feel you on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what did you learn from just from just that one aspect of checking in up with your friend? Um, so a little, little format of mine. So when I do mine, it's a hear me out. So I don't want people to know anything I'm talking about. Just come with your topics. If you got shit you want to ask, if you got shit you want to talk about, we are literally hearing each other out. So the best... Um, what did you ask me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, "What now? What when you were talking to your friend? What did you learn about oh, just from hearing her out in one um, segment? Being vulnerable, learning things about myself. There's things that she always wanted to ask me. I'm going through a stage of vulnerability, just putting myself out there and actually just loving the person that I am as an individual. Because you know, this whole social media and this numbers and this comment thing can get to you." Like, even just by just scrolling all fucking day online. But I'm trying not to let that get to me. Just learning things about me, being vulnerable. And she helped me learn a different aspect of my life by going through it and editing it today. So, shout out to her. Hey, that's real. I'm glad you brought that up. Because that's actually going to be a future episode topic I brought up on Look and Talk. Because I find it so interesting that not a lot of people like to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like... It's okay to open up to yourself, and it's okay to put yourself out there. And if someone hurts you, and that does, that's their that's their loss, and they're gonna pay for it in the end. So definitely agree. Um, I've been uh, been YouTubing uh, Renee Brown on YouTube. She's a I call her. I don't know if this is what she called her, but she's a vulnerability coach, and she just goes through different life experiences that she shares, and just. Um, corporate world and personal world so yeah she's been she's she's been helping me out lately (laughs) wow a vulnerability coach i never knew those exist i knew life coaches were around but i never knew there was Mm -hmm. a coach on teaching you how to be vulnerable y'all check that out by the way and but if you don't know by now this is the look and talk podcast and joining me today is the man of the hear me out podcast <laughs> we're hearing him out today y'all <laughs> we're definitely hearing him out today y'all so tell me this what made you de- decide to finally just go ahead i need to go home and get this podcast um, done i was the i you know what i was really done about telling everybody that i'm about to do it because that about was a key word in it. Oh, I'm about to do it. It's in the works. Oh, I'm working on it. All that is just excuses. And I was like, look, Marco, either you're going to do this shit or you're not. You got the resources. You know the platforms. You already got the following. You got a voice. And I feel like everybody got a voice, whether it's actually auto-written, through jewelry, through anything. We all got a voice creatively. So we just got to share it. And I was just tired of putting myself down, like telling, like, Ah. I didn't even put myself down, but telling the same story over and over and over because I try to keep people around me that want the same motivation as me. So my friends, they, they'll call me. Um, You talked about this podcast like two, three years ago. You ain't doing shit right now. Why, Why aren't you doing it? And I didn't have an answer. I was like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and do this. (laughs) 2020 vision is clear. I feel you on that. Damn, but why did it take two two to three years? Um, (laughs) I I didn't really know too much about podcasting 
to be honest, I was really only listening to like maybe two to three podcasts. So that's all I knew. I I love them. I stuck to them and I was a faithful listener. I was like, look, if I'm going to be a podcaster, I need to open my audio ears a little bit more. I need to listen to different podcasts to learn from different people, to um, get different formats, to learn different topics, maybe twist a topic around. And even like, not even like try to always create with them, but just like having that audio, like that conversation with yourself. I, so I don't really like people. I'm an introvert. I like to be home. I like to chill. I like to play music and I like to listen to podcasts. So when I find a good podcast, and if I can talk back to the speaker, that's why I know it's a good one. Well, <laughs> hey, I feel you on that. Uh, believe that as many episodes as I've done, I'm still the intro. You won't believe that I could be introverted at times, but I know how to turn that extrovert mm-hmm. side on when I have to. But other than that, lately, the non-colleges, it's just been me being an introvert. So I totally agree with you on that. You know what I'm saying? Now, I got to talk to you about something about March 4th. What is your beef with Hennessy? <laughs> I was like, the fuck is March 4th? So, yeah, y'all. So, um, yeah. So, Hennessy and I, we had like one experience together, and it's like a no go. Like, Hen- well, first of all, let's just get it out the way. Hennessy is nasty. Anybody that's drinking and listening to this goddamn episode, <laughs> Hennessy is disgusting. <laughs> I don't care if you mix it with apple juice, orange juice, lemon juice, lime juice, Coca-Cola, Coke and vanilla, Red Bull, and lemonade. I don't care. Hennessy is nasty. Like, <laughs> no one can convince me that Hennessy would be good on top of anything with ice straight or anything. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Did I lay it out? <laughs> Damn. He must. No, you good, man. But, you um, good. You good. <laughs> I, I, I just, just, just want to hear this from your perspective. I'm like, damn, you must have had one yeah, bad night so, in Tennessee. So, you know. So back we taking it we taking it back to two thousand like seven and I can see this is a part of me being vulnerable because I hate going back to this person, but it's not that deep. But look, so you know that first year of college. Uh, where you go off, you freshman, and you come home for that first winter break, right? Right. Yeah. So we all drinking, we drinking Hennessy, we taking shots, we doing all this shit. Cool, right? We go to the club. We underage drinking. Anybody that's under uh, 21, don't drink and try to go out and party. Just wait your turn. Because you're going to learn a lot of lessons. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Reluctantly, I'm gonna agree with you there because my freshman year, fam, oh my goodness, no, nah, no, nah, that that first semester, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it's Man. not, it's not, it's, it's not. So I feel year. you. Just know that I was <laughs> there was a lot of throw up, and there was a lot of this is before Instagram and Snapchat and all that happened. Thank God, because I don't know what the hell. Oh, social media means a lot, y'all. <laughs> But it was a it was a lot of throw up. Yeah, and, social media um, means a lot, and your real friends aren't gonna put you on social media. But you up, were throwing up. Lost a sock, lost one shoe, like lost my ID, but had all my debit cards. Like shit didn't add up. And I was like, you know what? 
never again will I be drinking Hennessy because that nigga is confused. And I, I what? Wow, just, that is yeah, wild. Yeah, me and Hennessy, we cannot meet each other again. So, what kind of cognac do you um, drink if you don't drink Hennessy? I drink, you drink I drink Lassier or Duce. If I do say so myself, as what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> okay, my dog on the Duce. I'm on the Chardonnay over here, chilling. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, I'm a, I'm gonna get on, I'm gonna get on that Duce. I think I had it once, but you know. I know, I know. I have a co-host, uh, not a co-host, but I know somebody else who wanted to do a podcast with me. She said we're gonna have Henny and Cake Night. I might have, maybe I'm gonna have to convince her that maybe we're gonna have to have Duce and Cake. Um, Duce, cake, night. cake, and champagne. It all goes together. <laughs> Duce, cake, and champagne. So now, stay stick with this theme. Now, why do you feel like most people don't know how to own their dopeness? <laughs> um, I think we're. I think we're just scared. I think we're just scared of what people um, think of us and our perspective. Our perspective of dopeness. Like there are times where, like again, I go I go to therapy and everything. So there has been times that I have like sunken underneath the hole of depression. I'm just like I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. But then I got to call my extroverted friends and they got to remind me like how dope I am and the different things that I've been through in life and how far I've came. And it's just like, you just got to own all that shit, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the worst. You, you just, and that's your dopeness. If you own it correctly and you confident and you doing this shit, like what people say about you don't even fucking matter. You just, you you gotta own all that. That's real. Or not? So that's real. You definitely have to own that shit, ladies and gentlemen. Own whatever mm-hmm. it is on your flaws because you're gonna get better from them. You know what I'm saying? You definitely have to own that shit. Since you're from Oregon, Oregon or Oregon State? <laughs> um. <laughs> so actually, I went to Portland State. So. <laughs> That is the Vikings, mm-hmm. but um, out of those two, it would have to be the Ducks. Uh, the Ducks in yeah, that 50 million, million uniforms. uniforms. You know, um, that's where they host the pre-Olympics <laughs> uh, track um, trials. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm so upset that. that the Olympics is not happening this year, man. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed by that, too. I figured it was going to happen. I was like, maybe. I'm thinking maybe by – because, honestly, I thought maybe this quarantine must be over by June or July. And I said, oh, damn, this might go further mm-hmm. if they cancel in the Olympics. And they're going to have it in 2021, but it's going to be called the 2020 Olympics. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that is so <laughs> ridiculous. So <laughs> it's crazy. Now, pulling another topic mm-hmm. from your um, podcast, so why do you feel like no one dates anymore and y'all. it's just lovers and friends? <laughs> Let me tell y'all. Y'all, these dating apps, they're trapped. Don't download them, especially not during quarantine because that's we're supposed to be six feet away from each other anyway. But I just feel like people don't date anymore. It's just people, we miss the idea of actually getting to know each other. Everything is so displayed on the internet. 
like our Instagrams, our Facebooks. And nowadays people are just so comfortable with sending nudes within like the first three, four conversations or sentences. And I'm just like, we don't date no more. This is just entertainment for the now moment. Like, but I do feel like there's that group of people out there that want love, that want to grow with somebody. But what you got to do, you just got to filter through all the niggas. Yes, I'm realizing, I'm realizing dealing with some people, even ladies, y'all might not want to hear this, but some of y'all ain't shit, and we got to filter through y'all too, it's crazy. (laughs) Y'all are not innocent in this situation either. Y'all got to stop, like, putting down our men, because that don't make us feel good. Like, it make us want to shut out. It makes us not want to talk to y'all asses. It makes, it looks like y'all don't care. And this is from my perspective. I can't speak for everybody else, but it's not a good look. We want a little support. We want to be a little emotional. We want to have those sentimental moments, but you got to wait until it's a time. But, <laughs> yes, like I, I definitely agree with you on that part. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just got to be patient. Niggas, yeah, you got to be patient because niggas for years, we've been taught and trained that we mm-hmm. got to be the man. We got to be the strong man. The man don't open up and don't show emotion. Well, ladies, it, we're realizing that now that our mental health is important. We're starting to take that thing seriously. So if y'all just be patient with us and not knock us over the side of the head yep. for it and don't punish us when we do, you know what I'm saying, for... Yeah, I, I, yeah, they get mad, and see, nothing that kills me is they get they get mad when we check them. You know what I'm saying? They then was oh, we passive aggressive and stuff. Oh, it's something wrong with him, or they just think it's funny. And I'm like, that's probably that's probably why some of y'all single today. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta stop. Y'all actually gotta really get to know this nigga. Because <laughs> there's some good there's some good niggas out there, and niggas, yeah, yeah, we just there hurt. are some good people out there. It's just you. <laughs> yes, we're just hurt. And niggas, I gotta talk to y'all for a minute. If we're hurting, don't take it out on these women, because now they're gonna think every man is the same way when yeah. we all know they ain't the damn case. If you're hurt, then just, just stay away. Women only want honesty. If she, if you just gonna fuck her, just let her know. Look, we just we just little friends with benefits. Got a little baby mama. I got a whole little situation. Just let her know. Let her decide if she wants to be the side chick. You and and women, let him decide if he want to be the side nigga. It's vice versa. Y'all gotta have these open yes. conversations. Some yes. relations are just for fucking, and that is okay as long as y'all communicate and let each other know. <laughs> yes, that is definitely so real. You know what I'm saying? You, you gotta let them know. And ladies, if he tells you that he is no good for you up front, then take him at his word. Because I saw a post that said the man told this chick, I ain't no good for you. I'm just going to do wrong by you. But the chick still wanted to pursue it. And then she wanted to cross sob story once his film, once um he showed his ass. I'm like, shouty, he warned you. If a nigga tells you that he ain't shit from the beginning, and there are signs. There are signs that tells you that a nigga ain't shit. You got to listen to those because sometimes they look a little orange or pink or something, but they, they read. 
They red flags, y'all. <laughs> yes. And that Yes, and that's, that's for anybody. Look. Too. They are red flags. They, yes. Oh yes. If they that's damn showing friendships, you know what I'm saying? If you can do for them, but then in your time of need, they go ghost on you. Yeah, that, that shows you what kind of friend you have. And also, another one of my friends told me, if y'all can't go through some things, if y'all can't have it out with each other over some shit and come back and make things up, then y'all not really friends. That's the true shit. If I can't argue because with my friends or we fight, give, that, me, give me two, three days. Let me figure this shit out from your perspective, my perspective, and then our perspective. And then we can talk this shit out. But I can't do it right now. Yes. Yes, I, I can't do it right now because I might say something that I don't mean, and you know it. You know what I'm saying? And I know you, and I know you're gonna take it the wrong way. So just give me a few mm-hmm. days. So I definitely feel you on that part. So why do you feel like those friendships fail um, because they just don't communicate? And also, um, I feel like when niggas are in relationships, um, vice versa, niggas, bitches, bitches, niggas, that. Um, we tell our closest friends too much of our personal relationship. And don't get me wrong, y'all. It's okay to, oh, we went on a day, we had, like, this little disagreement, but, like, the, the like, the real dirt that makes or break situations, what's happening is that you, your friends is feeding into that, and that's helping your decision to leave your nigga or stay with your nigga. So you need to work that out inside the house. Whatever happened to, um, what happens here stays here. Oh man, we need to get back to that because too many people want to include others in their business and want to consult others about what's going on when they don't mm-hmm. realize that those friends are banks, meaning that they are going to hold on to every little word you say about them because you might decide to take them back and he's obviously they start doing good. Your friends still want you to break along because they you know remember all the dumb shit that he did. Every time somebody asks me, they'd be like, What should I do? Yeah. Break up with him. Break up with them. Every every scenario, every situation. Because I ain't got time for this. <laughs> break up. Break up with them. <laughs> Man, I I'll be saying that to my damn self too. I'll be like, look, you I'm one of them people, I'm gonna tell you one time, and if you don't listen from there, I'm I'm just gonna I'll listen to you, but I'm not gonna tell you what to do or nothing because you ain't gonna listen. Because I've, I've had some scenarios where some female, free female friends that asked me, hey, what should I do? Even some of my guy friends asked me, what should I do? And they did the opposite. And I just look, I'm like, okay. You asked me, and I told you, but you didn't listen. So I'm like, okay. Personally, I'm one of them friends where if somebody tells me something nine times out of ten, I'm going to listen. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to move on. But there are times mm-hmm. where you don't need to be listening to your friends because, because your friends you will screw you most over. Most of the niggas that we talking to about our relationship are single. Like, Ooh, and I'm that's not saying real. every single one of our friends. I'm just saying, like, when I was dating and in a relationship, most of the people that I was telling my problems to were single people. And I was like, ooh, well, I, I can't be telling these single people relationship problems because they don't they don't know right now. They live in a single life. They don't care. Right. Why does it seem like the single people got the best relationship true, advice? Um they know what they know what they want because what type of single they are, but um they 
they know what they want, but they never, they never receive it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we like wow. we know, what we want, but it's just like nope. Uh, we just gonna we just gonna keep going to the other side, just like Adele. Meet you on the other side. You know she's going yeah, through a divorce. Yeah, that's definitely true, man. Oh, speaking of Adele. Yeah, oh, you read my mind. I was going to bring that up. Right, you know. I heard this man cheated on her. You know she's and worth she gotta pay him. $190 million. You know what they have to settle out? Allegedly. Allegedly. $140 million. I'm like, oh, hell no. I would be. Di- I yeah, would yeah. whoop his. I would man, I would be pissed, I, man. I would have to. I would have. You're not about to take everything <laughs> that I've earned. Man. This is my musical career. And what the fuck did you do, man? Yeah. Also, I had to fire the lawyer because that's that's pathetic. Niggas lawyer. get prenups. Man, that lawyer care. needs to be fired. Get... What you come in with, yeah, is everybody what you get leave prenups. With. Hell yeah, okay. everybody. <laughs> exactly. I ain't gonna lie, the dog in me says, get your coins, man, because for years, okay, women right. have been cleaning men now, so it's like, you, you it's finally a change, you know. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking that, I was like, for years, we've been seeing these athletes just get cleaned out by these women, and now now some women want to raise hell about it, because now, now they get cleaned out. You know they're about to go crazy, because yeah. what I'm saying is, white man, get your money, get all of it. Get every penny, every dime. You wrong. You you a fuck boy. You a white fuck boy. But you get you getting your money, and I don't blame you. Because if you think about it, all the songs. Yeah, I never listened to a whole complete um, like album of Dewell, uh Adele. Excuse me, but um, from what I've heard, they all sound like relationship problem songs. So. I mean, it's only right that he gets some of that money. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I just hope he doesn't just go crazy and blow it all in one and seven. I really hope he doesn't blow it all. Because if he does, that's what I'm going to be mad at. Yes, I'm a dad. Yeah, I definitely agree. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be crazy, you know? (laughs) Ooh. What about tell tell me about this episode that you talked about the family because the family <laughs> fucked, because the family fucked the husband. Remember that episode? <laughs> that sounds oh, crazy. What, what was this about? Yo, what was that? Um, the family fucked my husband. Um, the air yes. the air mattress. So the air mattress. So it was me and my home. the air mattress. So. I'm I'm also still working on being a little bit more vulnerable. So like he's very comfortable with sharing like his sex experiences and all of that other shit. I'll listen, but I'm not about to just share my shit. Right. So he telling me about one night that he about to have a threesome and he leading up and you know, when all that you know, when the energy flows, you just gotta have your own pregame. You go over there, you do what you need to do, all of that other shit, you take your ass home, right? That was that was not the case. So this nigga yeah. <laughs> told me about this whole shit. The air mattress popped, long story short, within the whole ghetto as programming. 
we went over. So then I shared my experience with him that I was living in Memphis and we, so I lived in Memphis for about maybe like six months. I met a friend and we've been friends for about two, three years. He knew that I needed a little space just to restart over whatever the case may be, this, that, and the third. Lived in Memphis, none of that happened. I was trying to meet people, just trying to just connect and do my whole little networking thing, get a little job, network, possibly start the podcast because I was vlogging around this whole time, fucking my whole shit up. He was in production and all this other shit. The Negro started catching feelings and I was like, okay, nope, we're not doing all this shit. So I immediately left dinner with someone that I did connect with with um, being on the app. And actually, y'all, the apps could be good sometimes. And this is why I say, hear me out. My friend that I called today, that I met when I was living in Memphis, he was taking me to a company um, holiday party, something very casual so uh, so I can network, meet people, and potentially, you know, get my name out there, send a resume, get a job. Cool. I was like, you know what? This is going off great. The whole long text messages, I don't really do. This Negro sent the whole long text messages. So I immediately had to go back to the house and pack my shit up. Remind you, I fucked up my friend's whole holiday party because of all my bullshit. <laughs> this is, <laughs> fucked it all up. <laughs> so, Wow. Wow, that, that's a crazy exactly. way so, to fuck up a get party. Get into the moral of the story. Ran back to the house, packed up everything. My friend lived about 45 minutes away. I had no contact with the person's house that I was Because I already hit the key on the counter. I was like, you know what? We ain't got nothing to talk about. You already said what you need to do. I'm about to get my shit and go. Because you obviously don't want me here. And one thing about me, I'm not about to stay somewhere that I'm not welcome to. You only got to tell me once. <laughs> oh yeah you want me out that's real so, yeah. that's so real so, so, text me cool whatever the case may be I packed my shit up so fast y'all thought I was Speedy Gonzalez and his bullshit packed up all my shit called my friend he just pulled up into his driveway he was like I'm on the way I didn't even I didn't even have to go on the whole motherfucking story this nigga I was like I need a favor I was like can you come give me he's like I'm on my way packed up Sat at the Greyhound station for two, three days, homeless as a nigga, as a bitch. Like, fuck. damn, two, you sat days. at the Greyhound station for I two, three days. Alcohol. I called my friend. I called one of my closest friends at the time. Damn. Um, she didn't answer the first time, but she answered the second time, and she's like, "Hey, what's up?" And I was like, "I just need about like forty-five dollars." to um, book a ticket to get back to Jacksonville. She's like, okay, let me ask my boyfriend because I didn't get paid this week because this is like a Friday night. Because, um, you know, it's a holiday party, Friday, Saturday night, whatever. Um, she mm-hmm. didn't respond. Or So I called her. She hung up, whatever the case may be. Took about an hour. I was like, okay, let me just call her. Let me tell you, phone went straight to voicemail. My closest friend. And I was like, you know what? Again, Damn. I, I don't do things where I'm not welcome, so it only took one phone call for me to know that you weren't going to give me the money. Okay, 
Cool. So what I do? Went to the Greyhound station, met yeah. this wonderful lady. Oh, I wish I knew her name, but she God's gift. She was like, honey, she was an older woman, like 80 years old. Just know that this is just her, like her social life. She's just doing this just so she can get out the house. She got grandbabies and everything. You know, one, one of those grandmas gave me, um, gave me yeah. a free ticket and put all my, um, put all my boxes on the Greyhound ticket and told me, she's like, I don't care what you're going through, but I hope you get there and I hope you find yourself. Go have a good night. Wow. That, that's the dope. So how did you come up from that point right there? Because that, that does sound like the lowest point. So how did you in your mind to say, I'm going to come um, up from this point and so get to I where did, you are today? I, um, I had to call so I called one person. How did I get there? I called one person. I was like, look, I need 30 days in your house. I don't give a fuck. I was like, I need 30 days in your house. I will sleep on your couch. I'll buy you groceries. I'll find a job, whatever the case may be. I was in Jacksonville for about maybe like a week and a half. I was already getting interviews back. I was like, okay, I got interviews. Didn't have no car, didn't know, have no nothing. Guess I was getting to these interviews, riding my bike. Nope. Uh, damn, bike, I you were going to say taking the bus, you rode the bike. Um, so, <laughs> um, movies too, yes. Just because every Will Smith is just great overall. So shout out to him. But um, I just came up just knowing like you can't let other people get you down to rock bottom. You can't always lean on people. You always got to protect yourself. Just like us now in this pandemic. We all losing it and buying shit that we normally don't buy. And I'm not speaking for everybody because I know, you know, there are hoarders out here. But, like, the whole country damn near is unemployed. And we counting on this damn stimulus check to help to help with some bills. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's, it's like, and for that, it, I feel like that, that people are just making excuses at this mm -hmm. point because there are still jobs out here that you can go do. Exactly. Go, go and get employed by an essential company, ladies and gentlemen, instead of sitting around waiting for this stimulus check that, you know what I'm saying? It's only 1200 Yes, $1,200, I know it's good money because you're not getting it, but if you're in the real world and working, you'll blow twelve hundred dollars. It's just like a hundred dollars. Yeah, and this goes back to owning your dopeness. You just gotta go out there and apply for jobs that you even wouldn't normally apply to. You never know; they might just call you just from your experience alone. They they just might they just might want to get through some interviews. Yeah, you just might be that lucky candidate that get hired. Exactly, because I like I said, I know plenty of companies that are still probably desperate for mm -hmm. people because this pandemic got the businesses just Bro. going crazy. You know, you know the whole world going crazy. I got a question. What you doing with your stimulus check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, paying rent. <laughs> Shit, I, I I wish I could just um sit back here and blow this shit. I said, but I'm like, look, 
let me use this. Go ahead and um get the ramp you know, ahead of sometimes. So in case some dumb you know, shit happens, me, I'm I'm all I set. I really want to buy like some Gucci slides. I want to buy some crab legs, and I want to buy some weed. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. And in, in reality, <laughs> uh, we need to. No, I tell you, no. My- There's business courses online, um, business licenses. Y'all use this money; it's free. Y'all better use it to y'all um, best advantage. Exactly, because I'm not the nigga that says you know go buy MacBooks. I, I can't like lie. <laughs> Cash money, give me it all. Give, <laughs> give me the um, give me the exclusive version. Give me all of it. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm thinking my head right now. Mm -hmm. Like, look, this quarantine ain't gonna last forever. You know what I'm saying? And you know that go get it. You says you don't want to be at this essential company forever. So why don't you try to go get something to where where the money at? You know what I'm saying? Trying to think about doing a um like a promotion and like promotional business or like a host party type of gig and help um. Artists in um, different cities. Since I'm a, I consider myself a nomad. Since I've um, moved so many times, make the shit of traveling. Hmm. Hey, that's real though. But and that, honestly, that's one thing I will say. This coronavirus has been messing up with mm-hmm. me because I've been wanting to travel and do podcasts with people, but I don't mind doing it um, remotely. But I, I say I'd like to mm-hmm. um, travel to your city, come do the podcast with you. You show me a little bit about your city. And if you come oh, down to Florida, oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to show actually, you a little I'm bit. You know what I'm saying? But July, this so damn. That could work. So I'm planning a trip to July in Florida. So, well, if What's outside up? open up again. Yes, once outside open up, he, he come to Florida in July. That's what's up. So, <clears throat> what compelled you to finally um, to to get into podcasting? Um, what compelled you to get into podcasting? Just knowing that everybody got a lane. Everybody got a voice. And I just feel like, for me personally, the audio part, it's all me. I ain't got no manager. I ain't got no like networks telling me what I can, cannot say. It's like real raw and uncut. And, you know, however much effort I put into it is how much effort I get out of it. For real. Like, like, look at yes, all these I social media that. influencers, influencers online. Like, they inspire me. Like, they keep going and going and going. I actually just um, talked about this, that they going back to the original content that actually helped them get on TV screen. So, <laughs> it's all about just promoting yourself and just knowing the different ways. And that's real. That's definitely what's definitely about. Um, so what's something about podcasting you um, wish you would have known before you got started? <laughs> How much time it takes. Um, just because you are like, you got to come up with the, well, for me personally, you got to come up with the topics, you got to edit, you got to find people to interview, or you actually have to like really dive into real life like you have to find topics to actually talk about because you don't want to continue to talk about the same thing over different words. So um, 
for me, it's just like tapping into my everyday life and trying to find something new, like new movies to talk about or going on Instagram and finding all these fucking DJ battles and people going live. Actually, like today I was watching Diddy's live, um, his little dance-a-thon party. Like, it was dope as fuck. <laughs> I had Diddy on my screen just in my living room just chilling. And that, now I can, uh, now I got content to talk about. So, Man. Yeah, man, because I feel you on that. Because I was watching that T-Pain and Lil John battle, man, that battle was epic. But <laughs> I, I, I'll say on both, I'll sit there like, they, there's some songs no, that they should have played. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, they, he should have. Why did he play B.I.B.I.? Right. No, Lil John should pay play that. Um, T Pain, I'm like, why are you playing this five o'clock in the morning, miss? Now, what you know, when he really fucked up as when he ran that R Kelly? I'm know, like, um, come on, T Pain. I'm at the stage of my life where I can separate artists and like their whole background, like their whole personal shit that they got going on. Um, yeah. No, I feel you. Now that part, I feel you on. But half of you know America what? I watching this. So, to your point of view, definitely, level. because you I just feel it like there. it should have just it should have been an automatic like that. It's a great area. It it's fresh. This just happened. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, like I'm a flirt is definitely yeah. like a bop, but like, bro, you could have did it for the after party when y'all went offline, maybe. Like with just y'all by yourself, possibly, potentially, I don't know. But yeah, yeah the, I do think that should have just been left yeah. out. Yeah. Now, what do you think that Lil John song, uh, Usher song, that took Sex Usher beat? two years to release when it you finally know, dropped? I just never know why yeah. artists tell me why it takes them so long to drop shit because I don't fucking care. Just drop the shit. We're supporting you. So, like, I like the song overall, but the fact that I knew that it took him two years to drop that throws, like, just, like, throws dirt on everything because it's a good fucking track. Like, why Like, why are you... Here's again, not owning your yeah, dumbness. it is. Why did it take you two years to do this shit? You got the... Yeah, why did it take two years for you to fight with your regular company to go ahead and just drop the damn song? And be trying to use um, us black talented creators um, for numbers and shit. Yes, and it's crazy. And I really think that artists need to, if they're not going to sit down and really read the contract, they just need to stay independent and just make the money they did it themselves. But getting back to that sex beat song, it was good, but I like part of me John. wanted to hear a um, Lil John verse on that. For some, for some reason, I feel like I was just born in the A, which I'm not. I'm just like... <laughs> I'm I'm just a <laughs> boy from Oregon. Um, but... Because Lil John make everything better. Like, little. Like little yeah, time, he does. He does. It's like um, Usher, really, they, they all does. got this balance. Like they just three niggas rapping about sex and just make it sound really good. 
Yes, now I don't know what it is about the music that just comes out of the sound that they just make it all sound dope, you know what I'm saying? So I know you lived in Memphis, so were you around it during the time? I know, so what kind of Memphis was the, what was the atmosphere like in Memphis? Because I saw this movie on the court where it was Bruh, about the guy I was that just, wanted to become a sommelier. I don't know if you saw it on Netflix, but I was watching it last night. Um, so Memphis is great. I love Memphis. The fucking food in Memphis is great. Um, the barbecue, the mac and cheese, the greens, um, just the Southern hospitality overall. But even Bill Street down there where it's like a um it's like a U Street in Washington, DC. I don't know if you've been to DC or not, but um, Yeah, so it's like that, but just Yeah, I'm in DC, U Street um, Memphis, yeah. and it's so nice. They got horses, they got lights, but instead of it being like clubs and bars, it's like live bands. And it is so dope. Ain't nobody fighting, like ain't nobody yelling, but you still got people from all different parts of life enjoying the same thing. And it's great. Like I love Memphis. If I can move back to Memphis, I would. I mean I could still, but I'm just saying if I if I actually wanted to. <laughs> yeah, you actually you actually took one of the questions I was gonna ask you and you just answered it, but like I said, what was your thoughts on that movie on the court? Because I, I saw it last night. I, I was disappointed the with the ending. So, I ain't gonna lie. So I've been meaning to talk to somebody about this. So I like the movie, right? But I also have like a hard time when it comes to um like black fathers yelling at their black sons type of movies. Tyler Perry's and like, you know, Medea's and all that other shit. But the overall concept of the movie was great. But I also feel like the father should have just been like, okay, you don't want to do this shit. What do you want to do? I want to support you. Just because that's that's all we that's all we need in the black community. Why are you so I'm I, Yeah, and Yes. And why did it take for the mom to pass away for the for the dad to finally step up and say, I wanna support my son. I wanna be there. You wanna know why? Because that is stuff. A I'm like story. why did it take that to have to happen? I mean, I'm not saying Uncork is a true story. I'm just saying, like, that's what really happens in the real world. Yeah. Um, just, like, I lost my aunt. It's 2000. So I lost her in 2018. We, I ain't been home to Oregon in about nine years, but that was my first time in nine years going home. It took nine years for me to get home to just connect with family. Wow. Um, Thank you. Appreciate yeah, um, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm, I'm still just like, um, I'm I, I, I'm disappointed in that too, because I'm I'm guilty of that too. It's like I re- I rarely I work in my hometown, but I rarely go home to go see my family. And it's like and it sucks that sometimes we allow our families to just get under our skin to where we just don't be bothered with them. It's yeah, sad that's that we're like that. I don't know why us in the black community are like that. Like but. family boundaries. Um, and one thing I can say is, like, y'all, we just got to treat our family like our friends. Everybody don't deserve our space. And that's... <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. I, just, yeah, I just wish certain family members would understand that, you know what I'm saying? But but like I said, um, but if I thought that movie on court, I thought it was a good movie. I just wish we so all got the Somalier, you so know what I'm saying? Because he was really putting that work in and helping a, his dad out. 
like barbecue wine restaurant of some sort, but um, that my whole dream did not happen when that didn't happen. So, yeah. Yeah, my my dream with that because I'm like, God damn, they let the little the nerdy white boy get the damn thing, but they can't let this brother that you know, just the, lost his you know, mom get this. I'm like, come on, writers, y'all got to do that. You insecure. <sighs> I know. Damn, Issa, come tonight, on, man. yes. Um, I Speaking of which, like that comes back on tonight. Um, <laughs> Some wine to drink because I will be drinking some wine to wind down to that. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna be watching that. But now we're getting to a part where we're gonna close it out. Um, now, y'all what should people expect, expect from your podcast? Um, shared life experiences, motivational rants, and just a twist on life. Um, I'm just here. I'm just a black man out here just living his dreams and just trying to make it in the world like everybody else. And we need to bring people together through um, supporting each other. So go out, follow me, um, hear me out, H-E-A-R-M-E-O-U-T dot P-O-D. Um, that's on Instagram and all streaming devices. Hear me out. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. And lastly, watch your people go ahead and take the time to download the Hear Me yes, Out podcast and interact that. with you and listen to your podcast. Go support y'all. Yeah, no, I was asking. Um, we all in now, this uh, why, why do you we feel like people need, need to support in this podcast? some type of way. Um, I feel like I'm a great laughter in life, and especially around these times. Now we just need something to laugh at because everything is so serious and stressed the hell out. So, and I'm like the cool uncle that you never had. So, yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to all yeah, y'all heard it here. Yeah, he said he a cool uncle about. that you never had. Yeah, shout out to the cool uncles in my life too that I listen to. Uh, I had one cool uncle text me about his shoes and stuff that he just bought. I said, I see your uncle. And he, this, this uncle don't never normally buy Under Armour shoes. But he bought some Under Armour shoes. I said, yeah, I'm oh, trying to show out. You okay, know, uncle, I see you. Trying to stay young and fly. Yeah, that yeah, that one threw me for a loop when he bought them shoes. But uh, also, whenever you want me to return the favor and come be a guest on your show, I'm going to tell you like I tell everybody. I might be in Florida, but I'm just in the way, my brother. Yes, yeah, you just let me know when. We're definitely going to do this damn thing because I definitely appreciate you for coming on tonight, you know what I'm saying? Spending a little bit of your Easter night with a brother, you know what I'm saying, on the liquor talk, you know what I'm saying? I definitely appreciate you. Hey, man, I thank you all for listening to this podcast on Easter, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys had a wonderful Easter, you know what I'm saying? And um, go ahead. I hope you can give your kids some Easter eggs and stuff. And until the next time we meet up for our next podcast, go ahead, pour that liquor up. This has been the Liquor Talk Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, B tells you to pour that goddamn liquor 